Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! And welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Braun, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? Well, Chris, I've had a weekend of uh, fun and games. Um, we didn't speak about this at the, uh, in the last show, but um, mm. I had a bit of a, a birthday uh, weekend. And, uh, oh, it was Chris, your birthday? It was my birthday, Shit. and Chris very kindly um, uh, line messaged me <laughs> saying, happy birthday, Pete. Um, and I'd <laughs> forgotten that it was actually Chris's birthday a couple of weeks before mine or a week before mine and because it's not in my calendar and so if it's not in my calendar and Chris isn't on Facebook I I cannot figure out when anyone's birthday is so Chris I'd like to formally apologise on the Abroad Japan podcast I'd, I'd like to apologise to all these good people uh, that I did not manage to remember your birthday uh, and yet you um, celebrated uh, well I mean you sent me a text uh, which is which was lovely uh, I'd like to apologise but I had a lovely time I had a lovely weekend away Unbelievable. Um, went to Camber Sands was a week in Camber Sands yeah. uh, which was good and, and it was uh, really really beautiful Ken is Great out in the sticks, isn't it? It's mm, absolutely mm. stunning. Went to well, Rye. Never been to Rye before. Yeah. yeah, so I so I'm from Kent, right? And mm. uh Camber Sands is about forty minutes from where I'm from. Yeah. And that's like the best beach in southeast England. Although yeah. I read in the news that all of the British coastline is just covered in sewage at the moment and you shouldn't swim anywhere. Yeah, so, it's not it's not great. Is that still a thing? Yeah. I mean they keep saying medieval England. They keep on saying it's just because a lot of the I mean we do this all the time. We always did this. Yeah, but you're doing it more than ever before. Because the government think it's okay because they get money from lobbyists, etc. But yeah, it's um, it's it's broadly fine. You've just got to keep an eye on the whole. Um, <laughs> is this beach okay to swim in? Kind of vibe. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, they yeah we were out in um, we were out in there and yeah, Camp Sands is absolutely stunning. What a what an absolute the the expanse of the beach and there are, and certain parts mm-hmm. of it you're allowed dogs all year round, which is not something you see on a lot of beaches. So. If you're a dog fan, Camber Sands between beach um, section B and D is absolute dog heaven. We saw so many uh, dogs, so many border terriers, so many uh, wolfy looking dogs. Oh, so many months. <laughs> bloody lovely. Dog. You know those wolfy looking dogs? They look, they've got like blue eyes and they're husky. all huskies. They're the ones. Um, lot wolfy of dog. Yeah, a lot of wolfy dogs. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. And then, uh, but I did get bought for my birthday. 
like a lot of uh, licorice. Now, I'm a big licorice fan. I think it's delicious. And uh, my partner and my friends and my family Mm. always buy me licorice for um, my birthday. The problem with licorice is... It, oh, it don't have mess with your belly. <laughs> so it's horrible. Why yeah, do you so, like so the people who love me the most will buy me packs of blackjacks, packs of Pontecraft uh, craft uh, cakes, um, packs of uh, a mint, uh, uh, kind of um, what they call good and plenty. I believe you call them in America, but they're, mm. they're called uh, uh, um, uh, something else here. Licorice torpedoes over here. They'll buy me loads of them, and then they will complain when I am absolutely stinking the place out because I've eaten all of the licorice in the world. It's their fault. They gave me it. I can't be trusted to eat in a timely uh, manner. I've got to have the whole thing all down my gullet real quick. I mean, I don't know how you can eat licorice. It's disgusting. It's Apart from it's the one that tastes like strawberry. It's absolutely... I, well, it's not licorice, is it? I mean, that is just a <laughs> solid gelatinous tube with strawberry ugh. in it. Ugh, gross. I got a Terry's chocolate orange for my birthday, and that was oh, far better than licorice. Nice, nice. orange-flavoured chocolate. And I sat there, and we got, for some reason, there's, like, unlimited cans of Coca-Cola in my new fridge because we ordered something off of, like, an online store once right. and it just came with a sack of cola. Uh. And I don't even like Coca-Cola because it's just like drinking pure diabetes, but <laughs> with, with, with a chocolate orange and a Coca-Cola in hand, it's a good evening. It's yeah. a good, better than licorice. Ugh. But I'm glad you had a nice birthday. On my local beach, it's basically my turf. I feel a sense of pride uh, that you like my beach. Mm. Even though I have no ownership of the beach, <laughs> it's Just, very, very nice. I, yeah, I'm from. Yeah. Rye is very nice as well. Really beautiful town. If you're listening to this and you're in the UK, go to Rye. It's got like a haunted pub, which is where I stayed. That's pretty good. <laughs> stayed there a few years ago with Charlotte. Wonderful <laughs> times. But stuff. I did send you an advanced screening of the Journey Across Japan trailer for Frozen Frontier. What do you reckon? I don't even know if it's out publicly at this point. It should mm. be. If you're listening to this. You can go and watch it now. But did you like it, Pete? Did well, you the, like speaking of big dogs? There was dogs <laughs> dragging Joey and I across a field. Of the, snow. Um, the the Patreon <laughs> the, the Patreoners did do get a, did, did get a, a sneak preview. Am I right in saying, Chris? Yeah, that's been on Patreon a few days. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's last what you get. last year I think I released it like three months ahead <laughs> on Patreon, <laughs> and then when I because I like blew my eardrum on yeah. the fucking boat ride or whatever it was in Okinawa. I ended up delaying the series like two months. So people on Patreon, they've been like hanging on for like two months, bless them, after watching the trailer. So the, um, I copped up there. Yeah. The but, yeah. Uh, the uh, I, I mean I think it's I think it's the best one you've ever done. I know I had to blow smoke up that uh, new newly found Tokyo ass, but um, it's uh, it, like, did you use your your famous red um, film camera for the start with uh, Natsuki on the uh, on the roof? Uh, no, actually, just oh. use the Sony camera, what? and I, I did. I did use a very swanky lens there. It was a very nice right. lens, lovely so grain on it. I just really well, big that, fan of that. Yeah, it's just color grading, mate. Just color grading, color grading, isn't it? Well, I just don't know. The, I, got this, I, don't know uh, I don't know how how you do all this this magic, Chris. To be honest, just <laughs> genius, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's just cheating. I used a, a plugin called Dehancer, and it gives it a lot of film grain and uh, does something called um, Bloom. So that makes the lights have this nice kind of right. soft glow. Yeah. And halation, because film cameras, if you look at the uh, the outline of, um, well, if you look at the outline of anything in a movie, often there's a, a very subtle red tint where there's contrast, right? Right. And it does things like that. So it just gives it a really nice filmic look. So if you've seen the trailer, then I just basically whacked that effect over the whole thing. And I feel, 
a lot less smart now. I should have, should have <laughs> lied. I should have said, oh, it's my amazing cinematography, your, isn't it? Your secrets, yeah. No, it looks really yeah, good. Yeah. And I think, I mean, presumably it will be out uh, as we speak. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a lovely bit of work. And, and Natsuki doing his best acting. I could watch a lot of Natsuki. In, like, I think he could be kind of like popped into any. He could be kind of um, parachuted into any film, and it, and it would elevate that film in my humble opinion. Because he's got that kind of like he's willing to try and act, but he's so naughty and cheeky that it just kind of, I don't know. It just it just adds a kind of like quite. Uh, well, how would you sort of improv-y kind of uh, style mm, to it? Mm. I like it. I like watching. He's him pretty. Stuff. He's a pretty good performer, isn't that? Yeah. To be honest, like, across the board. Um, yeah. Like he he knows what he's doing, and his acting and the opening when he's trying to shoot Riotero or whatever <laughs> is actually pretty. But maybe that's not acting. Maybe he genuinely does want, want to, to shoot, shoot Riotero. Yeah. So it wasn't his, so much uh, acting as living out fantasy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Riotero's acting was really good, as you'll see in the actual uh, in the actual sketch. Got this like he got the song uh, "Holiday" by Madonna, and Riotero is like singing a "Fucking Holiday" in the car, driving along. It's all very nice and happy. And then he parks in this car park, and it pulls the camera pulls back to reveal just an ashtray and Natsuki on the reef, rooftop of a skyscraper. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's pretty bonkers. I don't you know must, how he quite uh, pulled it off. You must have been very pleased with uh, the uh, you and Joy falling off that uh, that sleigh. Uh, the 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 actual um, the selfie camera managed mm, to kind of like mm. uh, shoot shoot the, the whole thing beautifully. Yeah. So um, we went on the sleigh with the dogs and uh, the sled, and uh, really cool. It's going well. And then we lost control because we went around the corner really fast, and he just got flung off the back of it, right? <laughs> and the dogs were like, just carry on. They're like, ah, woof woof woof, fuck off, and they just carry on. <laughs> and so Joey and I are like laying face down in the snow. We look up and it's all gone. The dogs yeah. and sleigh disappeared across the plains of Hokkaido. Um, but we filmed it in the trailer. We got like a 360 camera, right? Which is amazing because you can capture your misery and despair. From all angles, and in the case of the 360 cameras, we got flung off. You get this really unique perspective, right, where the camera's like floating in the air, but also getting tossed around. And uh, it's one of those moments where you fall off and it hurts, but you're kind of like, oh, that'll be a good moment. That'll be good for the trailer. <laughs> and so it kind of worked out nicely. And luckily, no one broke anything or nobody died along the way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was really fun. Really cool film in Hokkaido. We filmed on a steam train, we filmed on a Ice breaking ship. We filmed on the dog sled. Uh, I think we filmed on just about every form of transport available, and uh, it made for a hell of an adventure. Like that part of Hokkaido, like nobody ever goes there. It's a real shame. I don't know why we hadn't been there ever before, right? Yeah. And uh, I think hopefully the series does it justice. Hopefully, I think with the uh, I think finding so many different scenes and like just for the trailer because mm. I, I don't know what's actually taking place I've not seen what's actually happened in in, in the future uh, when, when the main thing comes out <laughs> but like there's so many like to find so many snow related scenes for that trailer <laughs> so many snow related <laughs> activities uh, all at the same time for one video uh, must have been quite difficult I think because a lot of stuff would have been inside and uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, we got. I always wanted to go on the um, the icebreaker ship, although it didn't turn out the way I'd wanted because there was no fucking ice that day on the ice. Right. Bloody breaker ship. There was one piece of ice. <laughs> I think I mentioned the like the boat oriented itself to crash through this one solitary piece of ice because normally in that part of Hokkaido, the Sea of Okhotsk, North Hokkaido, 
they're supposed to be just like a a, like a genuine a genuine sea of ice, yeah. like drift ice, as far as the eye could see. We had one tiny piece of drift ice, and this big fucking icebreaker ship just smashed through it. And it felt rather than glorious, it felt almost perverse. Yeah, because it felt like oh, the one bit of drift ice that delivered, it gave <laughs> us something to look at, and we smashed it. We smashed it into oblivion. Um, but uh, yeah, really cool area. Would love to go back. Hokkaido continues to be. I think my favourite prefecture in Japan for the sheer diversity of locations and mm. just a sense of adventure. So, series should be coming out this weekend. Good. In theory. In theory. Don't hold me to it, though. Something will probably go wrong. We'll get a copyright strike from Madonna or <laughs> we'll get done for gun violence or something. Yeah. Which is actually a genuine risk. Uh, even though it's like a parody and it's a joke, we could get buggered for that. So, God knows. God yeah. knows. But fingers it, crossed. we got a story it, this week. Yeah, go on. I mean, I just, like, isn't it weird that like there's just so much kind of like there's so many trailer clips of people shooting thing, you know trail you know film trailers and stuff with people well, shooting, yeah, yeah. getting blown up getting murdered getting shot getting killed and yet um, you know you have one you know pretty decent you know pretty accurate looking gun in your video and uh, you're at risk of getting your getting your money pulled yeah I do wonder I mean that would really fuck everything because yeah. I don't know how I would have the opening to journey across Japan if it's not allowed. Yeah. Because it just we can't just blur the big thing in Natsuki's hand for the first two minutes of the video. I wonder what he's got. <laughs> just a super soaker. <laughs> just use like AI to like have a <laughs> stick or like a fucking yeah, yeah. water pistol in his hand. I don't know. Honestly, it's, <laughs> it is a concern. But yeah. that's that's the world of YouTube. I've got that's a story this week from Kent, which is where Pete Dawson went to the beach. Yeah. Uh, Kent from Los Angeles. He says, Dear Chris and Pete, I'll save you the two alliterations this week. This week, I have a story for you about my experience at Daiba City in Odaiba. My friend Saki, who's a Japanese native, my partner Michelle and I were walking around Odaiba uh, after just getting out of the Team Lab Planets display back in May 2019. Oh, Good old Team Lab. Did you ever yeah. go, Pete, the amazing light display? I did. did. It, it, was, uh, it was very well attended, let's say. So, uh, and it, obviously it was pre-COVID, but like... I remember sort of thinking there's a lot of like surfaces that people are like putting their face on, sneezing on, you know, all this stuff. You're sort of like, I, I mean, is this okay? Is this all right? <laughs> but, Team yeah. bacteria. Very impressive. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really impressive. Uh, the outside temperature is around 88 degrees Fahrenheit or 31 degrees Celsius, so not the coolest for May weather. After mm. walking around a bit, we eventually made our way into the mall where I quickly started to feel dizzy, nauseous and faint. I found a bench, sat down and started drinking Picari sweat and water. The three of us sat, said the heat was probably affecting me and I needed to cool off and hydrate for a while. After sitting on the bench for 30 minutes and not feeling any better, my friend Saki went to find a mall employee to see if they had a cooler place to sit and relax. The mall security quickly rushed over to me and escorted me through some double doors, down a hallway, past the mall video security surveillance room, where we ended up in a triage room. <laughs> triage room triage. intended for mall goers oh. is that the right word triage who may also overheat the security staff prepared a bed for me gave me ice packs to place under my armpits and behind my neck and gave me plenty of cold bottled water we stayed in that room for about 60 minutes and the staff periodically checked up on me to make sure that I was alive Eventually, we left the mall and went back to our hotel room to rest a little bit. I thought the whole experience represented Japan's culture of omotenashi, uh, hospitality, very well. The mall staff went above and beyond uh, to make take care of me, and I will be forever <laughs> grateful to them. What are your most memorable 
and Motonashi experiences in Japan. Sincerely, Kent from Los Angeles. That's very nice, isn't it? That they looked after Kent in his hour of need. In his hour uh, of need. What do you think, Pete? Isn't that lovely? What do I think? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, what, what do I, I... You really made me think that. What do I think? I mean, it's nice that... Uh, I mean, they've clearly got an issue with heating, haven't they, really? If you're having to sort of deal with that every time. Yeah, it's pretty got, troubling. If you've got an actual triage system that prioritises people who have got too hot over other ones, I mean, it's incredible stuff. But good on them that they're able to uh, have the ice packs on uh, ready to go when, when someone... Like, putting them under armpits as well. Like, oh, that would be so unpleasant. That's why you should always carry a coolish. (laughs) You can eat it, you can cool down. Exactly. What can't you do with coolish? Yeah. Uh, I mean, have you ever had an omotenashi experience, Pete? Omotenashi kind of means like uh, hospitality. It's kind of like... Right. Well, yeah, it just means hospitality, really. And uh, they take it very seriously here about always treating the customer like God and whatnot. But have you ever had an experience... Well, I mean, the the, the the hotel proprietor in uh, Sakata, uh, who... Um, put you on a radio show. Put me on a radio show. Just exploitation. Came over Just to uh, watch uh, Watford Liverpool a few years later uh, and, and, <laughs> and delivered me a cool um, J-League um, football shirt with, uh, with signed, by the, signed by the players. And if that's not service, with a smile, I don't know what is, Chris, to be honest. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I stayed at your car owned by Riotro's friend a few years ago. And he was like, you like beef? I was like, yes. Yes, I do. And he took us to like a uh, a beef shop. Oh. Not not an abattoir, but like <laughs> that would have been the very much shop. not Motonashi. But he took us to like a, a Wagyu like shop, a really high class one. And you right. can see the uh, the slabs of buttery Wagyu being sliced and diced. <laughs> and uh, But then he also made fun of the owner of the Wagyu shop. He said, oh, he's very fat. And like poke the man, it was a little bit weird. But like, on Motonashi, there you yeah, go. Nice. That's some Motonashi at his best. But that's nice, though. That's good. I like that. Uh, we've got a story this week about not a Motonashi. It's, no. uh, it's a depressing one. Uh, actually, there was a story this week where they're trying to, they're currently trying to um, build some new large buildings, some uh, apartment blocks in Yoyogi Park near the Meiji Jingu Shrine. Oh right, and uh, there's big outlaw, a big, a big outlaw, a big uh, outcry from the local, well, everyone in Tokyo basically, um, and people aren't happy about it. And this kind of feels like it ties in with that a little bit, and it revolves around Kyoto being mm. ruined. What's going on in Kyoto this week, Mr. Donaldson? Well, I mean, you, you speak about those that kind of spot in sort of the uh, the, the shrine and Yogi Park and stuff. Like, it's the only sort of quiet big part of of tokyo really it's the only Mm. space it's the only blank space they've got in central uh tokyo terrible stuff um anyway in uh, kyoto uh, obviously a a place that people go to relax to experience life as it was um well that's gonna end (laughs) because the uh, city government have decided that uh they're going to revise the building code uh in fact they have last tuesday and they've reduced the limits on building heights. So basically, that means we can 
and I guess Japanese, uh, specifically Japanese uh, uh, building guys, they have uh, decided that they can uh, build really, really big buildings. Um, before, uh, in the area south of Kyoto Station, uh, buildings could not be taller than 20 or 25 metres high, depending on their exact address. Now we're allowed to uh, build structures up to 31 metres tall. Not Six metres in- taller, oh my I God. I mean, it's not a massive... It, 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 it's ruined. It's not a massive increase, is it, really? Uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so it's slightly risen. Um, Kyoto obviously is is widely considered as a, as a symbol of Japan's traditional culture. It's a place that people sort of flock to to get a taste of what what, what that country used to be. Uh, but um, they they do need places to live. It's a it's a modern city still, uh, but it is experiencing a situation where they need uh, people to be able to live in the centre of town. So they've decided that to extend the capacity ever so slightly uh, and people are kind of torn between well we will have more people living here which will be nicer rather than the bloody tourists uh, but also we're in a situation where we are do not want really really big buildings Re- you know re- reducing the attractiveness of the environs in uh, in Kyoto mm. I mean I think it's not as serious in top trumps of <laughs> ruining the local area <laughs> I think Major Jingu is more serious, right? They're building like <laughs> an actual stadium and uh, whatnot in the like by the park, which is a big deal. Um, yeah. Allowing them to build six meters taller in Kyoto, but I suppose it's that gradual chipping away, isn't it? In the way that food standards get chipped away in like North America or Europe, gradually each year. Yeah, uh, I suppose if you chip away at the rules and the codes like this, then gradually developers come in and they ruin things and. I yeah I do worry a little bit about that, um, but I, I yeah Kyoto's got a special place in my heart. Over the years, I've ranted and raved about in different ways. Like I said that I didn't like Kyoto, and then I changed my mind during COVID. I spent a lot of time down there, and we got a video coming out about townhouses soon called "Why Not to Buy a Tokyo Townhouse." Uh, sorry, yeah. a Kyoto Townhouse, uh, because we went in one that was very overpriced. And I don't see how anyone could develop it and make a profit. But I think it's unfortunate that they're going to do this. And um, yeah, I don't know. What can we do, Pete? What can we do to stop this? Tie yourself to a building in Kyoto. We start to build underground and become (laughs) Kyoto Mall people. And we just spend our time underground having a lovely time. Donaldson Towers. Yeah, just got Donaldson six towers. taller. Yeah, but the towers are inverted, <laughs> like an inverted belly button, just in rather than out. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's unfortunate. I think uh, like the the a may, way bigger issue is Kyoto's townhouses disappearing. I think I read that by 2050, a lot of the matchier townhouses will all be gone at their current trajectory. Right. Um, just because it's a lot of money to keep them and people in Kyoto don't actually want them because they're really inconvenient. <laughs> uh, and I think that's a much bigger issue than than this. But yeah, it's a trouble having a country that tries to cling to its traditions but also wants to modernise and constantly get rid of buildings. A bit like my beloved Nakigin Capsule Tower. Oh. Still haven't got over that. It's been almost a year. Full of asbestos. Since, yeah, it's almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? I'll give you... I'm going to send you and a special... And I saw. Full of asbestos. <laughs> I'm going to send you a fucking... Suitcase full of licorice and asbestos. We're back in just a moment, guys. The stories, comments, and questions in the fax machine. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week, Mr. Asbestos? Hey, I will not be called Mr. Asbestos. Uh, Geraldo from Florida. I don't think I've ever met a Geraldo. It's a great name. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete. Uh, my name is Geraldo, and I'm from Venezuela, but I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm going to be going to uh, London in May for about a week or so. Are there any Japanese or good Japanese restaurants in London I should check out while I am there? Now, uh, Chris once recommended me a place called Sakana Te. Go there. Uh, there is uh, the famous... Uh, what's that curry brand uh, that, that's behind the station Coco? in Little Square? Coco Ichibanya. That's a bit of fun as well. Yeah, go there. Those two. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. The, the best ramen chain I've found in London is Shoryu. Uh, they're pretty good. They're owned by um, the same folks that do the Japan store. What's the Japan store called? Is it literally the Japan store? I think it's just the Japan. The, oh, the Japan store? Yeah, I think it's the Japan store. I've not spent. I've spent so little time in London recently. I'm just losing all of my kind of cultural touchstones. It's terrible. Yeah, well, your your culture's gone. <laughs> but yeah, Shorty is very good. And uh, Ingawa, the Wagyu restaurant, which I don't know if I ever told you to go there. Did I tell you to go there, Ingawa? Uh, Ingawa, yeah, 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 I think you did. Yeah, nice. That's good. I turned, I I was out for dinner with a friend once, and he brought his friend, who's this entrepreneur who just owns like all of every fucking restaurant in Tokyo. Nice mm. guy, uh, and he was like, "Oh, I own a restaurant in London called Ingawa," and I was like, "Way, I've been there. I love it, and I've shouted it out on the podcast at least three times." Who wants to buy me a drink? And he did. So they <laughs> go take advantage of it. But uh, yeah, Ingawa was really good. Really nice. Uh, like uh, one of the few places I think you can get uh, real Wagyu Kobe beef that isn't some Wagyu from Australia that's been sneakily 
rebranded. But uh, have a great time in London, Geraldo. And if you get the time to uh, go south, head to Camber Sands. You might run into Pete Donson and his dogs. <laughs> uh, we come from Carl from Austria. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. Since my last visit to Japan, my last visit in Japan in uh, 2019, and since I'm planning to come back early 2024, what has changed in the last years, if anything's changed at all? Cheers, Carl from Austria. Well, Carl, they can now build six metres taller in Kyoto. And uh, and Shibuya's changed a lot, actually. I think you'll notice the biggest changes in Shibuya, that three whopping great big skyscrapers have gone up over COVID. But other than that, honestly, not a lot. Maybe, in fact, that uh, it's easier to get around without cash. It's easier to find a hotel, because they built a lot. Uh, and there's a lot more signs in English. So I actually think it's a way better time to travel around Japan now than it was, you know, three, four years ago. Um, so it'll be, all be for the better. We've got one last question from Matthew from USA. He says, Dear Compendious Chris and Poetic Pete, I finally had the opportunity to visit Japan this May with my partner, but I'm worried about recording too much and not being in the moment enough. Uh, do either of you have any advice for finding the right balance between enjoying your trips and keeping a record of them? Chris, do you get much time to actually enjoy your wacky weekends uh, and journey across Japan. So are you mostly focused on filming? Much love to you both, Matthew from the USA. Uh, Pete, what's the secret? How do you balance a good trip? Well, I mean, I'm, it? I'm not kind of really someone who does any filming or many taking pictures. I'll occasionally pop out uh, uh, with, a, with a little um, Ricoh GR3 uh, camera mm. and take some pictures. But I'm not really a massive... Um, take a picture um uh, video person I, i'm really <laughs> not picture. uh I, when it, you know I'll, I'll i'll invariably take some pictures of my partner but if she's um cutting about but yeah i'm not i'm not a massive um picture taker to be honest or, or video guy i don't do instagram really i don't mm. do uh i don't do social media really um i don't i don't produce stuff for social media you're above that uh I'm you're above, above that sure. i'm just i just i just don't think i i think uh, Twitter was my main one and I just sort of mm. thought I'm not like the things that really sort of bang that everyone sees uh, is uh, are shit <laughs> 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 and the stuff that I like nobody ever looks at and so I go that oh. just makes me sad that I'm this little weirdo oh. nobody likes so I'm just like well it's just not it's not healthy for me to sort of to to try and service this crowd that 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 that, oh. that, that you know it just doesn't respond to my stuff so I'm like well yeah, you know what? I'll concentrate on podcasts I'll I'll get my expression out out that way but yeah it it's it, it's an interesting kind of um it's an interesting world where people sort of feel like they're, they're not existing unless they're taking pictures and you know broadcasting yeah, stuff out. No, I'm really. not saying I'm not saying that's what Matthew's d- doing here, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I've I've never really got my camera. Out. If it's something like funny, if it's a funny sign oh. that says "bum" or "willy," uh, that that's very much going to be uh, finding its way into my camera roll. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just about five, five years ago, I just sort of stopped doing it, and 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 I've kind of yeah, I'm I'm quite comfortable with it really. I mean, I take a lot of photos when I'm traveling and I just don't release them publicly. I have them on my phone that I can go back and look at. I often often just take really ugly, horrible, crappy photos just for my memory, just of just things around me and all my travels. Um, With something like Wacky Weekend or Journey Across Japan, like I... I do enjoy it to an extent, but I'm more focused on the filming than I am of enjoying it. Um, But I don't know how to keep a good balance, really. I'm very much all or nothing. If I am filming, 
then I'm probably not enjoying it. So I have to choose between the two. So when I'm traveling with Charlotte, we're going on holiday. Like we went to uh, Kanazawa last year, like the old uh, merchant town, beautiful place, yeah. little Kyoto, they call it. I didn't film anything, neither did she. And we enjoyed it and we had some wonderful memories there. Took some photos, of course, but that was it really. So I'd say just take lots of photos, to be honest, Matthew. And uh, yeah, that's the, that's the secret. But I share your sentiments with social media, Mr. Dolson, even though I use it a lot. I mm. despise social media and I use it mainly as a tool for promoting the podcast and the videos. Like if I could find a way to just not do it, then <laughs> that would be very good. But until that day, yeah. until super artificial intelligence and super intelligent AI takes over, um, I'll just have to keep using it. Uh, but have a great trip, Matthew. Have a wonderful time. Keep the stories, questions, comments coming into Braun Japan Podcast at gmail.com, guys. Uh, check out the trailer for Journey Across Japan out now on Abroad in Japan. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, keep an eye out for the next episode or the first episode of Journey Across Japan and um, have, a self, have yourself a great few days. I need to go and eat some food now because I've not really eaten today. So I'm going to run away. Run, run. Eat yakitori. Have, no. a little, have another cold brew coffee at like one o'clock in the blubber. Yeah, room, cold maniac. brew coffee. Ugh. Let's do it. See you later, guys. <laughs> have a good one. It's coffee Ta-da. time. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com